war of the mind. Listen carefully. This is where decisions are made. And this is where visions die in the mind. I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 and 6. Welcome family. Good to see you. You made it. Bump your neighbor and say, you made it. flesh I do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of my warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down every vain imagination every high thing different translations say it differently that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The less we know of God, the more the enemy can lie to us. You know what I'm saying? The less we know, the more the enemy can lie. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And then the Bible says in verse 6, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Isn't that amazing? It's a short message. So Paul admits he's a mortal being. Just like we are living in the context today of the present world. Paul admits this is his spiritual war. war. He himself had to walk what we have to walk. But why do we have faith? Faith doesn't deny what's happening. Faith overcomes what's happening. Think about that. Faith doesn't deny what's happening. Faith overcomes what's happening. Everything that's contrary to the Word of God. But our part is to cast down anything. So we must recognize that the war is in the mind, the war is not flesh and blood. It looks like it, but it's not. Amen? So we're responsible. Recognize the spiritual war in your mind and 
recognize that every thought that is hostile to God, take it down. Every thought. You're going to be busy for the next few weeks. If the scientists are correct, they say 10,000 thoughts. An hour, I don't know how they work it out. But there are many thoughts that go through your mind. And anything that contradicts God's Word, take it down. It's a war, trust me. I gotta walk this, not just preach it. See family? It's so very important. Let me repeat. Take every thought now that is hostile to God. What does hostile mean? In opposition. It's pushing back. You make a faith statement, it pushes back. He wants to see if he can wear you down. Push back, push back, push back. Let's repeat. Take captive every thought hostile to God, His Word. And these hostilities begin with doubt. That's how it begins. Doubt. I wonder if my father loves me. I wonder if my mother loves me. I wonder if my husband loves me. I wonder if my wife loves me. I wonder if they'll even miss me at church if I'm not there. Even if we don't miss you, He does. And that's where it begins. And if you don't pull down doubt, you'll start to disbelieve. You know, many years ago, God spoke to me in the financial realm. I didn't ask Him. I was just with him. But he's a father. And he asked my wife and he spoke to me. And when he spoke to me, it seemed like go and become an astronaut. Like I'm going to be an astronaut. It went just way out when he spoke to me. But over many years, we're there. We've been there for a while. And then he spoke again. And he said, we're going to go through an elevation. And he gave me the words to declare. He said it, not me. I never heard anybody say those words. Do you understand? But the biggest enemy for me, if I allowed it, would be my mind. Because the circumstances didn't make sense with the word that was being spoken. And that's why he tells us we've got to cast down vain imaginations. Because what doubt does is it questions the authenticity of God's word. Or his sayings, the things he says to you. 
it starts to want to question, dispute its origin. You made this up. Couldn't possibly be God. Why would he even say such a thing to you? You just an all has been. You just really an old oxygen thief. You should get out the earth. You're in the way. Maybe it's not as dramatic as that. But if you allow it to grow, that's where it will go. But the Bible says in 1 Peter 1 that the Word of God which lives and abides forever. That's the truth. 1 Peter 1, 23. You're born again of incorruptible seed. The war is in your mind. People say, it's all very well for them to fly to America all the time. I didn't like flying to America. I happen to like Africa's bush. So I had to deal with my mind. You see, the simplicity of the way God deals with us is what we need to grasp. I used to call out to the Lord and say, I got to sleep, Lord. I don't sleep on airplanes. Now I'm like a, just a big old doze. I get on the seat and gone. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's all in the mind. Fear is of the mind. It's not of your spirit. Fear of flying. You know, when I feel a bump in the air over the middle of the Atlantic, I just say, shut up, devil. I'm trying to sleep. I take authority over these turbulences now in Jesus' name. Pray in the Spirit until I've gone to sleep again. Are you with me? It's in the mind. The war is in your mind. You're not looking very pretty these days. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're in a perfect state unless you're not listening to God. Memorize Scripture. Memorize it, memorize it, memorize it. Meditate on it with military discipline. Well, that sounds like legalism. No, military discipline. You're in a war. You're in a war. You're in a war. You're in a war and you're supposed to live in victory. The more you meditate on it, you expedite the process of transformation. So what I found out, you don't live off my experience, you live off the Word. But what I found out was the less I meditate on the Word, the longer things take. Hello. That's for nothing. The longer I meditate, the faster things move. And that the Lord taught me. The Holy Ghost said to me, I said, Lord, everything takes so long. 
I thought at some point I don't have to have so much patience. I know you want patience, but could things just not move a little bit faster? I asked him enough times until he answered me. He said, you can help the process by believing, always. Even when there's nothing to behold, believe. Jesus said, if only you will believe. If only you will believe. Believing is of the heart, but the mind blocks it because we allow doubt to attack the truth. Amen? So, transformation, transformation determines our growth spiritually. Now here's the thing that you've got to hear in a faith-based church. Growth is painful. If it weren't, everybody would be growing. Ask the champions what they go through to become a champion. When nobody's around, they're working. Everybody wants to be like them, but doesn't want to pay the price. Amen? 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 So it's very important because the growth comes from the Holy Ghost stretching. If He's got to keep showing you first when you're in it, there's no faith in that. So He's going to stretch you. He's going to mould you. And then the toughest of all, He's going to refine you. That's what he does. That's the pain because we have to surrender. This is the pain to the flesh. We have to surrender our will willingly to him so the process can begin stretching us, molding us, refining us. Do you want to know whether you're a spiritual person or not? a good test this do you want to know if you're a spiritual person or not are you nervous of the answer (laughs) somebody answer me okay this is how you know if you're a spiritual person you deal ruthlessly with carnal thoughts in your mind Ruthlessly with carnal thoughts. Well, they'll come, but you deal with them ruthlessly. The array of thoughts which come are endless in nature. God speaking, reason speaking, that's you. And the devil's also throwing in his five saints. So there's three voices speaking to your mind. And you have to have the spiritual 
fortitude to be able to discern who is talking. And those that are not of God, those are the ones you take captive. And how do you take them captive? By an act of obedience. Think about that. You want to see it in the Word? And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's how you take a captive. In obedience. You can't do this. God said, I can. Watch me, devil. And you step out in obedience. And it may be something seemingly small. But if we fail the small tests, we're certainly not going to walk in the big ones. Amen? So, how do we do this? By speaking the Word of God to yourself. So if you don't know the Word, you can't speak. You're going to be tormented. If the devil can lie to you because you don't know the Word of Truth, the war's going to rage. But you see, the war we in is a pushback war. We push back against lies. Anything that's in contradiction to the Word of God, any circumstances, because we remind ourselves we are heirs of the promises of God. God doesn't see if He can hurt His heir. He's not schizophrenic. Come on, family. Come on. Last statement. So many believers are defeated in their mind before they take the first step of faith. Did you hear me? They're defeated by the mind. If you dare ask God why, you're on the road to defeat. You don't ask Him why. If you're fellowshipping with Him, He's sovereign. He speaks, you listen. You do. He blesses. That's the equation. It is that simple, family. My God, how I want you to get these truths. They are so simple. They are not complicated. They are very easy. But I promise you, this flesh is the problem. And until you bring the spirit of man, your spirit, in ascendancy, and you take this tongue and pull it out your mouth and stand on it, if it dares speak things that are contrary to God, 
You say, my tongue's not that long. Come to me. I'll pull it out <laughs> under your foot. Come on. This thing is dangerous. But it also is a fountain of life. For a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be full. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof.